the only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. She said that every living creature on Earth dies alone. Hey. It's bad dog Hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. And no good thing ever dies. I'm not The more you know who you are and what you want, the less you know. I've had a rough year, Dad. You want an unwritten life? I want an unwritten life. I just don't know what I'm supposed to be. I think you just gotta find something you love to do and then do it for the rest of your life. Conversation anyway. Hey, hello. Hey, man. Hey, what's up? How much you're super quiet. Uh. Oh. <laughs> How about now? Um, still the same. What the hell? Do you as as you have to change your audio settings so it's going probably to be because you know Skype updated. So, <laughs> are you in a good mood? Uh, when it comes to Microsoft stuff, never. Well, you sound beautiful now. Can you hear my fan? Like it's like a humming? Yeah, but it's not like loud or anything. Are you sure? I can turn it off. No, it's fine. (laughs) It's got to be better than what people have been listening to. So. You mean you sneezing in the mic? Yeah, coughing, whatever, you know, for months at a time. Here, I'm doing this. I'm moving my mic. I've sat it. In my on my leg. Here, is that, is that any better? Yeah, I mean it was fine before. So. Hmm. Now I'm self-conscious about the fan. I'm gonna go turn the fan off. I'll be right back. Oh my god. I think I've created this like monstrous thing where now everybody is obsessed with. The sound. What? Talking to myself. Oh. I think I wasn't gone that long. <laughs> so are we recording? Uh, yeah, uh, it automatically starts. So, like, it even picks up the ringing now, which is never did before. Was so, that because I called you? No. Now when I call out, it it picks up me like the ringing on the other end when I'm calling people. Like it's never done this before. This has it has to be the Skype whatever the Skype update was has completely fucked my recording settings. <laughs> so, and I there's no way to get it back. So, well, that's I, yeah. I just I need to move away from Skype. I need to just embrace like Google Hangouts or something like that. There was something that I used. To talk to the guys from Master of One, and but you have to like they buy an account. I don't think it costs that much because they weren't like spending tons of money on that project. Um, and um, but it's like a service, and you go to a website, you can just send a link to it, and you guys all hook to it, and it you can record it, and so that's how they recorded all their stuff. It was really cool, but you know what? It was like. Ten months ago, and I don't remember what it was. I'll text Patrick. 
Um, I, I think I know what it is, and mm-hmm. I I want to say I looked into it, and like the cheap version only allowed for up to four people to connect. Yes, that's the thing. That's the one. Yes, because they always yeah. had the three of them and then one person. Yep. So it would be fine for the most part, but on the occasion, which I mean, I guess we could still do it on the occasion that somebody else was going to join us, like on X Wing files where there's already four of us most of the time, um, then we would just have to revert to Skype and go, "Hey, this." probably going to sound like crap sorry but you know there's five of us so yeah so i have a question for you okay over the weekend i think it was the weekend i don't remember our conversations are so weirdly spaced out um you said you don't know what's going on in the world of politics is that true that you don't know or you just were you just being like facetious um i mean i know kind of sort of so I, I try not to look into things. Um, last week tonight is back, so I know a little bit more than I did three weeks ago <laughs> because that's the only kind of sort of news thing I watch. So, And it, it makes me laugh while it depresses me all at the same time. So it's very cathartic. You know? No, that's fair. That's fair. I was just curious. Like, so... By not, do you just try to hold on to peace of mind by not looking further into it? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll go insane. Okay, no, that's I, fair. I saw those. I'd rather be um, Russian than a Russian Democrat. Russian than a Democrat through Facebook. On like some, I saw a video of these two idiots wearing them. I'm like, people can't be buying this. And sure enough, like I was like, well, I was bored at work, so. I Googled it and I was just like, well, this is horse shit. How, how could you possibly think this way? Then buy. buy. You can leave. You can go be Russian. I'm sure they'll take you. Go live in the cold. Go no. tweet something bad about any government body in Russia. And if you can even tweet about it, let's see what happens. No, no, no. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm just, I don't know. I'm fast. I've become um, overly um, invested in things at the moment. Um, and like, I'm, I, I mean, I donated to my first political campaign over the weekend, which is weird. It's a weird moment. Um, I'm pretty, I'm like, I'm proud of it. And that election is happening like today. And so I'm waiting to see, like, I'm curious what's going to happen there. Um, and but I started getting emails because I donated and that's what they do. They want you to donate more. That's how that works. Right. But like it was very, I, I unsubscribed from the email. So now I don't get the updates on what's happening. Like within 24 hours of my decision to donate, I regretted it only because of the emails. Yes. But when I unsubscribed, it gives you a, like a fill in the blank to explain why. And they were specific. Like I, I, I don't know if even you know this about me, but I spent like, two years of my life working for a fundraising company. I do know uh, that. Okay. And so I saw like a lot of text about how to fundraise and how to get money from very, very wealthy people. And like, I'm not a wealthy person at all. Like, Oh my God. And so I'm reading this stuff going like, who is this supposed to work on? <laughs> so I actually wrote them in my response and was like, legitimately, I'm, I'm very happy to have donated 
and to be a part of this, but the emails are, are insanely rude and abrasive and I would love to be in tune, but I'm going to have to be searching Google and Twitter for my updates because I don't want these emails. And I also felt good about that because I felt like I was participating in the democratic process by saying, here's my voice, hear me. And hopefully they will, they won't, but hopefully they will. I just want someone to read it and be like, yeah, he's right. And I hope that like in some room somewhere they had a little argument about how aggressive their emails are at some point. <laughs> I have arguments on a daily basis, mostly one-sided arguments because the people on the other end of the email can't hear me about how abrasive people are in emails. And so I don't really understand the political side of that. I do understand that like you do realize that even though you're writing in an email, you cannot be a dick. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to see if I kept it. Um, oh, so here's one. Spencer, we're all caps begging lowercase you. <laughs> like that's 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 you're yelling at me. <laughs> Um, but the one that where's the one that not even why you like just the letter you? Oh, no, no. Why are you? Oh, oh sorry, okay. Sorry. I, I was about to say, what kind of campaign did you donate to? <laughs> uh, all caps are is screaming in an email, yes, especially yes. a formal email. So it's so like the subject is we're S O like all caps S O and then a capital S sorry. So we're so sorry. <laughs> and it's like, and then it's like Spencer, we're begging you. But then, but one of them was um, essentially. God, I wish I hadn't deleted it. But it's like it start the head. The header is like why, 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 and then you get into it, and it's explaining that like they need more money and they're desperate. But they're like, why, why, why won't you give more money? And I was like, though, screw that. Unsubscribe immediately. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I gave to an election that is not in my state. Like that's how invested I am in the, the the my desire for them to win, and it's this group that's doing it for all of these campaigns. Like they run these the email servers, so it's a company that's making the decisions on how to do this, not the politician. Right. But it's but it's like guys, you have this all wrong because you're you you're can this movement is convincing people like me who's never donated to donate to a state that is not even close to being my own, and then you harass me via email. Not not a good look. Not a good look. We could do that better. <laughs> I, I would completely agree with you. But it's, it's been fascinating. I, I have actually, I will say, like, I don't regret doing, you know, to, you know, contributing. And I feel like, you know, if, if there's a win tonight, I was a tiny, tiny part of that because I can see all the numbers of what they've earned and how they've spent it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm a, a drop in the bucket. I'm a quarter into the uh, into the fountain of wishes, you know, but but if they win, I'll feel like, hey, I couldn't have voted in that state, but I contributed, and that's awesome. So hopefully he wins tonight. I hope so too, even though I have no idea what the campaign was about. Yeah, that's the thing is I don't know how in this setting how much we do that kind of thing, but um, I will say at least enough to say that he doesn't seem to be a dirtbag, so that's a good thing. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, honestly, if he is uh, opposing the current president, then, I mean, at least we're on the same side there. No, yep, that's so. it. That's it. <laughs> this, um, this election um, that I contributed to is so important that even if he, this guy comes close to winning and loses, it signals a huge shift in things over the next – in November during our primaries 
or during the during the general election. And so it's like even if we have inched this guy to like marginally losing, then that's just a hugely good sign for the next few months. So um, win would be amazing. So we'll see. There's a uh, show. Uh, it was a I think it was a Hulu original. Mm-hmm. Uh, Battleground, I think, is the name of it. Um, it only had one season, I believe, like thirteen episodes. But it's really, really good, and you should check that out. So, I mean, is it about elections? It sounds like it's about yes. elections. Okay, I'm looking it up now to see if I can add it to my list. That's the and, beauty of telephones these days. <laughs> and it's done like mockumentary style. Um, it's a fairly old show. Um, and they they recently did a uh, uh, like a podcast version of it, which is kind of weird. Mark Webb was part of this. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm adding it to my list now. My stuff. Um, to my stuff, because Hulu calls it stuff now. Yeah. Uh, so there was a Hulu update um, that rolled out. I don't know what platforms it went to, but I use a lot of Amazon stuff. So it rolled out for the Amazon stuff. And it's very strange. Oh, yeah. I don't like this at all. I'm looking at it on my uh, my phone. Which I constantly do for uh, for Ezra if we're like in an emergency situation and I need him to not scream out in public and like look at Charlie and the numbers on Hulu. So I see Hulu a lot, and this looks I don't like any of this. It's very different. Yeah, I, I was not a fan. I, I already don't love their interface. Um, only thing I liked was that things would just continue to play. I didn't have to keep reminding it that I was watching. So. But yeah, the new interface, not a big fan. Um, I watched a lot of stuff on Hulu this week. <laughs> so I want to ask you that, but I will. I want to comment on this first. Hulu, I think, may have the worst interface, but it has the best color palette. Absolutely, of all things. absolutely. It's so like not abrasive. <laughs> uh, Netflix is just like, oh my god, please. Press play on something because this is driving me nuts. And Amazon is so busy that I don't know what the hell I'm looking at. Well, yeah, because I, I do Amazon on Amazon devices too, but I also have a few Amazon channels. So you throw in, so I subscribe to HBO, um, Stars, which is about to end. That was just so it was cheaper to get Stars for a month than to watch like the four movies they had that I wanted to rent to see. Did Does you watch American Gods? No, I just don't have the, the the drive to do it. Good for you. So I mean, that's a, kind of everybody talks about it. I'm like, yeah, I just don't know. And so I didn't it's do it. No, terrible. I, it's terrible. No, that's when I. So I think I told you I watched uh, the second Jumanji movie. Yep. So that was I, that was on Stars, and I watched. Um, um, God, what else did I watch? I don't even remember now. Obviously not memorable. But I, anyway, but I have these like three or four channels that I have subscribed on there. So you have all this Amazon shit just everywhere. And then like four channels, which they just intersperse randomly all over the place. And I'm like, I just, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Amazon. Uh, for a company that has their hands in so much stuff, it, it's just like, how can you not get this down? But I think it's because they accid- they want you to accidentally purchase something at some point at any time. No, I no, I agree. And I have. I own the movie Blue Ruin on both DVD or Blu-ray and 
on digital because I accidentally purchased it. There you go. But I never did it again. It was a one-time lesson, but I did purchase it. like the movie, though. Anyway, so you've watched like 1,246 hours of television this weekend. I did watch a lot of TV this weekend. Can can you summarize what you watched? I'm curious. Okay, so the entire... Let me... How did you pick what you watch? Let's start there. Where's your mind at with watching stuff? It's all stuff that either I've been wanting to watch or I'm already invested in or no, I definitely want to get invested in. Okay. Um, so the final season of uh, the Hulu original series Casual, which was hysterical and heartbreaking because, of course, it's the last season, but like, it, it reminded me of this like – of, of, of parks and rec but not in the like feel good kind of way but just the way they did the final season they also had a, like a jump in time but where like parks and rec kind of bet on google glass <laughs> with their like oh look we jumped ahead and everybody has a headset thing um they they kind of bet on drive self-driving cars which was interesting the way they but it's not really about that. It's just about this. Uh, just a detail. Yeah, it's it's a very strange show if you've never watched it. Is Casual the dating app guy show? Yes. Yeah. So I watched the first two seasons and then bailed on it. Yeah, it it gets much better. Um, it, the it's, the final season is less about all of that crap and more about them understanding that all of that stuff was crap. Like, all of this, like, just bravado about their sex lives and, you know, trying to fill these, like, empty shells that they had was just crap. And really, they had each other the whole time, and that's what they should have been focused on. And so it was very, very sweet um, in, in a way that that show usually isn't. So, uh, but I, I love that show, so... Um, the first three episodes of, uh, Castle Rock, which I think you'd enjoy. I think I would enjoy it too. I really want to see it. I just haven't watched it. Um, Honestly, in all reality, if we were not doing this right now, I would probably be watching Castle Rock. The, the, the first episode's very, very good. The second episode feels disjointed. And then the third episode has like a, a, definite plot to it but it does not ever explain to you what the hell is going on so it's going to be one of those shows um but i mean it's jj abrams and stephen king so i kind of knew what i was signing up for but did you hear that it's an anthology so every season will stand separate from the other one so you'll get an ending every year. yes that's cool and it, it weaves a lot of king's book characters and mythos and stuff like that i mean there is a shawshank redemption reference well there's many uh that's a big part of the show or this season at least is it part of it set in shawshank prison but Mm -hmm. there is a specific reference to the shawshank redemption that made me so happy (laughs) Um, I was like, oh, my God, that reference Shawshank. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's really good. It's very creepy. Um, I'm really interested to see how they're going to tie all this up um, and, and together. 
So, um, let's see. I watched the first episode of Making It, which if you need a show to f like help you feel good, that's the show. Um, no, it, I agree. I watched it too, and that is like the happiest thing I've watched in a long time. It is very happy, happy. I, like, I'm not a guy like I, a, I don't really like reality competition shows. I, I just I think they're so ridiculous. So but this is hosted by Nick Offerman and Amy Poehler, both of whom I, I adore. Um, so I had to watch it and then I got wrapped up in kind of the feel good. Like nobody's out to get anybody. There's no. Like, oh, like, like there's a moment in the episode where somebody's probably not going to finish their project and somebody just walks over and is like, do you need some help? Like, let me help you finish. Mm -hmm. Like one of the other contestants. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. <laughs> so I got like wrapped up in the emotional like stuff with that. That one dude who talked about coming out to his family. Oh, my God, man. What a story to tell to the world on television. And it felt really, really like natural. That's one thing I was reading a, an article on the website Pajiba about it, how like it's a very like reality show moment, like a talking head moment. But it all felt very real to the moment when he's talking to them, too. And the cutaway felt like like they had to do this to sort of fill it all in. But it felt very natural and it was very emotional. And I like that a lot. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, it's just such a good show. I'm looking forward to more episodes, which there should be a new episode this week, right? Yes, I think it's weekly until it's done. The only thing that I had a hard time with is that they actually do eliminate somebody. I was hoping that like the turn would be like, oh, you get eliminated, but you become a judge. Right. No, I, I was too, but I did like that like they the cutaway of them like hanging out with the person that got eliminated yes was really nice so i was like yeah, if they gotta do it this is a very like nice this is fun it worked out but it was my favorite person's the one who got eliminated really i loved her stuff i thought she's really sweet lady she's real I, nice she i mean i liked everybody um, oh, that's true but i was it's like uh, as if somebody's gotta get eliminated <laughs> so <laughs> i guess her she didn't finish her project so you know, that's what happens. But I mean, I wasn't, I, I wish they would have just like, oh yeah, we're not going to eliminate anybody. But the the idea of giving out the patches, I thought was just, uh, it's just such a good show. Um, so what else did I watch? New episodes of the Joel McHale show, um, which. Is that good? Or are you just watching it? Uh, I, I love it, but it's very cynical. Like it, you've watched a little bit of last week tonight. Um, oh yeah. So it's like that, but way more cynical. And instead of taking on politics, it's mostly taking on reality television. Mm -hmm. And it's just Joel McHale doing his like, hey, look at me, I'm bitter. And But I mean, he uses that like, I'm bitter because my show got canceled and like all this other stuff. Um, I, I love it. It appeals to the like really, really nasty part of me who just mm -hmm. wants to, you know, get online and just take people down so but i get to watch him do it so i don't have to <laughs> um orange is the new black is is still is going. a show that still happens i don't know why i really don't um but much like the walking dead in gotham I'm like well i've made it this far <laughs> that's fair 
So uh, this season is better than last season, but only because it's not all set on like, it's not 13 episodes about a two day period. So, um, and, and it gets a little bit more into the, like, here's what prison life is really like, because there was a riot last season. So they've all been moved to, uh, mostly like maximum security prison. You know, it's, it's not the, like, not that it was a day spa, but they kind of just were doing whatever they wanted and had been there so long that most of them were just above reproach when it you know came to the warden or anybody else. They're like, well, you know, they do that. You know, as long as they're not killing each other, they're fine. And now they're in like maximum security prison where they just get beat up for existing. So it's a lot more real than the last few seasons have been. So it's a little bit harsher to watch. (laughs) That sounds fun. Yeah, it's it's not. I I appreciate that they moved away from the the more fantastical aspects of like, ah, prison's not so bad. So, um, but yeah, it is what it is. And then, what else did I watch? I don't know. That's a lot. So yeah, because I'm like six episodes into uh, Orange Is the New Black. And you're gonna start the Crown soon. Uh, yeah, because she's my new favorite person. So. Why is Why is Vanessa Kirby your new favorite person? Because we actually didn't get into that. So I I guess I didn't tell you, but I went and rewatched Mission Impossible. <laughs> did you really? Yes, I did. You suck. Did you see an IMAX again? Yes, I did. Ah. Um, and I just like I she was very appealing the first time. It's like oh she looks badass, and you know she of course she has that like standoffish kind of uh cold nature so i'm automatically that's automatically appealing to me for whatever reason and just the second time every time she was on screen i'm like she's so amazing (laughs) like this performance is when she kisses me on this the little sidewalk or bridge or whatever they're on and he's just like what (laughs) Uh uh-huh it's such a great scene um, no, it is. So, yeah, like I, the second time I was totally obsessed with her performance. So I was like, I want a movie about her. I want to know what like her whole deal is. You know? Did you did you catch? I mean, have you read what the, her connection is to the overall Mar- like Marvel <laughs> Mission Impossible world? Her no. character? No. So she has she's given this speech about Max when they get in. Um, and when he, when Tom Cruise comes into like the little private room to the side, she's talking about Max and who is her mom. And Max was the, the arms dealer in Mission Impossible one who's on the train, um, that they're selling the fake list of the, uh, the spies to, but she's like a key part of the first movie. And part of that movie is they, Max doesn't go to jail as long as she stays as, she can keep being this courier to keep this business running that she has, which is essentially the same as Vanessa Kirby's business. Um, but she has to inform to the CIA and that she has to keep doing it, but then also keep conforming and con- conforming God um, informing to the CIA. So her daughter is just continuing on the family business of doing these illicit deals, but also telling on all of them to the CIA. Oh, wow. 
So it's no. a whole thing. Uh, but it's that's like crazy. The best part about it is none of that matters to Fallout at all. But she says Max and the thing, and I was like, having just watched all of them like seven days before the movie came out, I was like, oh my god, I think this is like the the lady's daughter. And I googled it, and then got confirmation. The directors confirmed, yeah, it's totally who it's supposed to be. That's crazy. It's no, just a fun little throwaway thing. Keeps the world a little tight and doesn't really matter, but it's a fun little thing. So what's crazy is that uh, we're talking about Vanessa Kirby. I've seen her in other things. Like, as terrible as it is, well, it's not too terrible, but I've seen Charlie Countryman. I've seen About Time. I love About Time. That's a great movie. You know, like, I've seen her. I've seen Jupiter Ascending, (laughs) but she never, like, hit me that, that way. And I was just like, oh, my God, now I'm totally obsessed with her. And I have to watch The Crown. I have to go watch Frankenstein Chronicles. Um, I really, really want to see this movie Genius, where she plays uh, Zelda Fitzgerald with Colin Firth and Jude Law and Nicole Kidman and Laura Linney. Holy cow. Gog Pierce, Dominic West. I'm like, oh, my God, I have to see this movie. This is insane, this cast. Yeah, I want to see that, too. So doesn't get good reviews i don't care i still want to see it but yeah no i heard me before you is supposed to be really good like deceptively good see who's oh it's got amelia clark in it yeah it's like they're it's like the their walk to remember basically Uh, but it's supposed to be charles dance so two game of thrones people I need to see Everest because that'll help my um, my rankings. Because Keira Knightley, I've seen all of her movies. Jenna <laughs> Coleman is in this movie too. Jenna Coleman. She's Jenna... the most recent. Well, maybe not the most recent because I stopped watching Doctor Who. But she was. Oh yeah. The okay. what's her name? Um, it is. Um, they all have funny little names. Clara, the the companion. Yeah, but he called her something like the girl in the box or, or the girl behind the wall or something. Oh, like. yeah. No. Because she had like the crack in her wall. Was that her? No, that was um, Amy Pond. Had the right, crack right. So, uh, anyway, I gotcha. Holy crap. Matt Lewis is in it, too. From uh, Harry Potter. Who do you play in Harry Potter? Um, Neville Longbottom. Oh, that dude's a good actor, man. He doesn't get enough work. He ended up becoming like a model too, which is really like <laughs> it's this. crazy. Yeah. Um, uh. But yeah, so now I'm obsessed with Vanessa Kirby. So, and then probably re-obsessed uh, with uh, what's her name that's going to be playing Batwoman. So, Ruby Rose. Yeah, who I, I had a total thing for when she was on Orange Is the New Black. I was like, oh, I have to see everything she's in. She's great. And then she just kind of stop doing stuff for a little well she's a model so she probably went back to modeling so john wick too every time yeah. i hear ruby rose though i think it's the guy for or not the guy it's um uh gosh i can't, I can't do anything today right the fifth element guy chris tucker's character in the fifth oh uh, rod and it, something rod it, or rod something i think he's ruby rod yeah it might be ruby rod but every so every time I hear it, I'm like, why are we talking about Fifth Element? Oh, it's this person. Like, it's my ignorance. But I'm just saying it that, that happens every time. Yeah, everyone likes that movie more than me. 
Oh, so sad. You said that's so sad. I, yeah, I don't feel bad for you. Yeah, I, I wish I liked it. I just really don't. Well, when's the last time you watched it? Um, that's, that's the classic question, right? In the last 10 years. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so so The Crown. You're going to watch The Crown. I just started The Crown like this weekend. That's one of the things I started. I've watched uh, three episodes of it so far. They're like solid 60 minute long deals. Um, but it's really, really good. Uh, Matt's missing that. Speaking of Dr. Who. I and, Matt Smith. and he's very, very good. And, um, Claire Foy, who like, I'm trying to look and see if I've really seen her in anything before, but she plays the queen and she is just phenomenal. She's got this great balance of like, because it's her as she becomes the queen basically is what the first season seems to be um and she's like this person who had this spirit that was not going to be the queen and then also becoming the queen at the same time and how that conflicts and it's like on her face at all time but not in a dramatic sad way it's just like you can see her when nobody's looking being herself and when people are looking being the queen and it's so different but this it's it's phenomenal that performance, but Vanessa Kirby plays her sister. Um, and so she's, she's in every episode so far. She's a big part of it. Um, but she's also, um, brunette and has like, obviously a style of a different era era than mission impossible. And I almost didn't recognize her when she came on screen. I'm going, where is she in the show? And I went, Holy cow, it's been the sister for the last 10 minutes. That's her. She's sort of unrecognizable, but she's really good. Well, see, that's gonna suck. I, that that blonde hair was just like so, it's so perfect for that character, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know? no, it's definitely like dark, dark brunette. Um, it makes me like I want her to be like uh like a comic book bad guy or good guy or whatever. Cast her in the Black Widow movie. Make her be like the foil for Scarlett Johansson. So, yeah, just put her in Killing Eve. Yeah, I gotta British I gotta TV. catch up on that show. You'll probably hate it because you'll hate all good things. I don't hate all good things. <laughs> Let me rephrase: all good things that I love. How about that? We both love Star Wars. Come okay, on. Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> Let me be dramatic. Uh, there's plenty of stuff we both love. I know that's why we can be friends. But no, it's really good. I think you'll like it because you gave me, I'm not writing you out on the air, but you gave me a list of the things that make you love certain women. And I'm telling you, this show checks all the boxes. Oh, I know it does, which is why I have not watched it because I've been like, well, if I start watching this, I'm not going to stop watching this. So like it's six episodes. Is that right? I think it's more than that, but not by much. Let me look. I think it's six eight. or eight. Yeah, like that's eight hours of my life, and there's it's nine. So, nine. Nine. Episodes. Okay. Oh, and uh, Venture Brothers came back this week, so I watched that as well. Plus Preacher. Nope. So. Let me rephrase. It was eight. IMDb just added season two, episode one to their list. Yeah, I love so it when they do that. I don't. It's eight, and it's great. Really good. Um, and I also watched the first episode of um, Lego Star Wars, The Freemaker Adventures, I think is what it's called. That's basically the one where Emmett shows up. It's not Emmett, but Emmett shows up in Lego Star Wars, right? That's kind of the idea. Emmett who? From the Lego movie. Oh, uh, I mean. Like that character type. 
kind he's not nearly as he's more like a less annoying version of the kid Anakin Skywalker in um episode one. Okay. So but that's not the reason to watch it. There's so much other stuff in there that's A hysterical and B like they they so apparently they uh like not conspired, but like they talked to Pablo Hidalgo mm -hmm. about the story for the show so that it doesn't intentionally ever negate any Star Wars canon, but it also like adds to it as well without, you know, being essential or actually canon. So the first episode was really funny. They have the best thing is they have a reprogrammed battle droid whose name is Roger. <laughs> and it's so great. Um, all the little like kitty jokes. It's something that when uh, Ezra is four, you could probably sit down and watch with him and not be like, God, why are we watching these crappy cartoons? So it's going to be sad how many things that are like that when we're when he's four. And I'm like, I'm good watching this. Yeah. Um, so you'll have a, some nice moment with Star Wars related and Ezra related. Um, you got Ezra a packet of books a while back, which are basically like episodes of Star Wars Rebels, but are just sort of written out in storybook form. Do you remember this? Yeah. And so Ezra was getting into them today and I got a video, which I would send to you, but there's like a lot of penis on it. <laughs> so I'm just not going to do that. Um, but he's re <laughs> reading through the books naked <laughs> and every time Ezra's on the page uh, he goes read as as and then like tries to say whatever it is he's doing so he recognizes Ezra the character now that's awesome and he's, and he's reading the books and really into it that's pretty awesome so good on you yeah yeah I don't really take praise well so <laughs> no you don't so I'm just saying he likes the books, and he I didn't think he would for a lot longer, and he does. Um, but yeah, so that's cool. I don't think I've done anything Star Wars related. I read Dr. Aphra. You talked about the Borg Gullet reference, I think, last week, so I finally... So good. So it's really funny, because in like one panel, there's like three little sentences this bad arm, or not army empire guy says that explains what it is, and I'm like, all they had to do is say this. Yeah. Just say literally what it is in fantastical terms, and it would have been perfect in Rogue One. Yeah, it, like it is the least enjoyable scene in all of Rogue One, and I, like every time I watch that movie, I'm like, God, this just doesn't make a lot of sense. Three line, three lines in a comic book, two years later, I'm like, Oh my God, the Borgullis is amazing. Oh yeah, so I thought that was really cool, and. I caught up with Star Wars 52, which I have to say that while I, I sort of am over the idea of this timeline of the story, really, I think they're doing a great job with this battle that's happening, making it a really enjoyable read month to month. If that makes sense, like I'm like turning the pages quick, even though I know essentially what happens. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I think the art's good in terms of the the action. Not, I still don't like the faces, but. Yeah. Um, but the action's good and I, the plotting is really nice and the, the dialogue is really good. So I, I think that's really snappy and fun. So I was enjoying reading that. Um, 
I think I'm caught up on all the Star Wars stuff as of last week, except for the most recent Star Wars Adventures. I haven't read it yet. Yeah, I haven't read that. Um, I'm not reading the Lando Mini until it's complete. Um, oh, yeah. Just I do for, have the second one of that that I haven't read yet. I, it's, I just, it's, it's easy. If I know it's going to have an end, it's just easier for me to be like, oh, I can read it all at once. You know, it's not really going to affect anything else. So the first um, issue is purely bad, in my opinion. Really? Yeah. The the L3 dialogue is great. It's like they knew what they were doing there, but everything else is not very good. Uh, that's unfortunate. So I'm hoping it gets better, but who knows? Uh, 52, uh, Star Wars 52 did have the origin, not that we ever really needed it, of uh, the Rogue Squadron moniker. Um, oh, that was fun. I did like that. Yeah, I, I just, I'm a little over the like, hey, let's give everything its own little origin story. Like, I mean, I learned how to draw a line from one dot to another pretty early on in my life. I don't really need you to spell it out for me. So Yeah, but didn't it want you to like, get? did it make you want to like get your Nintendo 64 out and play some Rogue Squadron? I, I never played Rogue Squadron. Oh, I used to love that. So I was, uh, I didn't have a 64 until after everybody else had one. I did love me some, uh, Jedi Starfighter though. Yeah. So the remaster of that's coming. Can't mm-hmm. freaking wait. <laughs> um, what, what did I read? Oh, I read Domino. Oh, hey, do you like it? I like it. Oh, he doesn't love it. I don't love it. Oh, okay. That's fair. But at least you like it. That's good. I, I, not a not a big fan of the art. Really, I love yeah. the art. Something about it's not that I hate it. Like it's not like uh, Joe Mad or Chris Bocciolo, where I'm just like I don't understand what the fuck is happening. Um, it's very clean. I just don't. It's playful. Yeah, I don't. I just don't love it. Um, I don't like the story so far. I love the characters. Like mm-hmm. uh, and. Uh, you really should go back and read Agent X. Um, didn't you tell me you haven't read it? No, I have, but it's been oh, okay. since it originally ran that I read it. I think I still have all of it. I, I mean, seeing a lot of those characters again for the first time since that series ended, um, or, well, shortly after that series ended, was really exciting. I, I love Outlaw. I, I, she, she's such a good character. Um, even the, the mention of Alex, or he shows up at that party and that there's like, there's a joke about him having lost weight because the last time he showed up in the comics, he weighed like 400 pounds. Um, so it's throwbacks like that. I'm like, Oh my God, this is great. And, uh, but like the story of like, it's this dude somehow tied to her past. And it's like, I don't really like this. Have so, you read them? Did you read through the most recent one? I'm up to issue four. I think that's the most recent one. She's hanging out with uh, Shang Chi or whatever. Yeah, and that's great, but I don't. I'm also like, no, I only like my Domino with Deadpool and Cable. <laughs> so <laughs> she uh, in the Weapon X. She's in the Weapon X series, and she kind of has this like. Uh, sort of romance with Warpath and I think it gets brought up in the book um and even then, and that's a character I like and even then I'm just like nope 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 
nope, nope, this can't happen. Let her have her own agency. Um, so look, all uh, them superheroes are hot. There's no way they're not all screwing each other. Have you? Sorry, go ahead. And so it's like it just makes sense to me. I'm like, I I like that Gail Simone just lets them be horny. Have you ever read X Force: Sex and Violence? No. Should definitely read that. Is that a book? Yeah, like a comic or a book? Book. Yeah, it's one of the few things that they did an oversized hardcover, and I have the mini series. And then I also have the oversized hardcover because the art is gorgeous. But uh, they use the cover as one of the variants, I think, for the Domino book. It's Wolverine and her, like, in a very uh, sexual embrace. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I mean, it's as close as any X-Men book has ever gotten to porn. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it feels weird talking about this shortly after we talked about your kid reading Star Wars books. Hey, you know, um, it's just life. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you should check that out. Um, I, I'll next time I'm in Columbus, I'll find the hardcover and bring it to you. Okay, I think you'd like it. Not in a like, yeah, no, I hear it all. It just way, sounds terrible. But, yeah, so no, it's cool. Yeah. I'm just rolling with it. It doesn't it's, matter. It is what it says. It is. It's like oh, sex and violence. Like, it's these two characters whose existence is basically like predicated on these two things that they get to do for fun. Wolverine and Domino get to beat the shit out of people and then make out with each other. Like that, that's it. That That's what they do. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, so I read thinking of Wolverine, I read X 23, number one, the new X 23 series. And like, I know that like, are you getting it too as part of your X-Men? Collection? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Have you read it yet? No, I don't read any of the current Xbox. What's okay. wrong with you? Well, I mean, it's new, so I thought, you know, it could have a chance. I don't know. Anyway, so I read it, and I was really into it, and then they made it an X-Men book at the end, and I will never buy it again. <laughs> <laughs> like, everything was going really well, and then they go to the X-Mansion, and I'm like, oh, God, they're planting seeds for this bigger issue. And then the last page is like, twist, bigger issue from the X-Mansion, and I was like, yeah, I'll never I'll never read another well- issue. Yeah, the the big uh, event that's going to relaunch on Kenny X Men starts next month. Extermination. Yeah. So everything will have to tie into it. So. They should just start like messing with the format and call like essence. Like don't do X's, but they, everything is X something. So turn it into like essence and like I don't know E's and then other letters, but never use X in the title of their big crossovers ever again. Um. It's terrible. I, I mean, but that negates like 40 years of history. <laughs> no, no, no. This just changed the, the path. Just, you know, I don't know. This is terrible. I mean, I, I agree with you. Like everything does a, not have to have an X in it. Have they ever had X-Men extraterrestrial? No. I There's that. So. I won't, I'd read that event. Um. Um. But yeah, so I read that. Then it became an X-Men book. I won't read it again. I read some other stuff. My favorite book that I started reading, I told you about a few uh, last time we were at the comic book store together, Scales and Scoundrels, that I really love. Yeah. They the the latest issue comes out. I'm reading it. I'm so excited. Get to the last page and there's a letters column and it looks different. I'm like, what is this? Oh no! Next month will be the last issue. <laughs> and and they said that basically they're they're calling it a pause. They're not sure when they'll be back, but at some point they're going to try to come back and do something else. I feel like I got broken up with by a comic book. 
Now you know how I felt when I read that issue of Saga. <laughs> it was, but it's like, it's just, it's just over. And there's no, there's no like, hey, we're definitely coming back. Saga's gonna come back. Uh, I mean, but when? I, I mean, it could be a three-year hiatus, man. I'm just saying. They just canceled my book, and they're acting like they didn't, but they did. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Thank you. That's all I needed. It does suck. It's such a fun book. Scales and Scoundrels. Buy the trades. Maybe they'll buy another one out yeah. there. It's on Amazon, guys. Now that I know that there's like a finite thing, I'll probably check it out. So, well, it is nice because the the way they did it, they had like one big opening story arc with this huge cast of characters and then the second arc it's kind of like all these random little adventures with a couple of them and you, I, what i can tell what i feel like has happened is they had this great start and they had to separate all of them at the end of the start to have a great ending and then they were like what do we do so there's like two issues with the main character now we're at like two issues with this uh, one of the other characters and it's like it's going to end on the finale for this little side story for one of the other characters, which is fine because there'll be an ending. To, so they're not, not going to be like, oh, what happens next? But at the same time, I'm like, what does happen next? It's disappointing. Anyway. Yeah. That's all I got. What else? Um, I don't know. I haven't read anything else worth talking about. I, I've read some Avengers stuff on the Marvel app. That was not great, but it had Sunspot and Cannonball, two of the New Mutants characters, who used to be big fans of. Not so much anymore, because, <laughs> oh my god, it was like, these, they're so badly written. So, um, what, uh, I didn't really read anything else. I did read the second part, or the second volume of uh, Cullen Bunn's Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe, which I think it's Kills the Marvel Universe again. Yeah, which I think was, so too. Which was pretty good. Not as good as the first one. Nowhere near as existential as the first one. So it was okay. Somewhat disappointing. But at least he's still writing Deadpool. Because he's got a new series out now. Assassin. So I'm excited for that. Is think, that so it's new Cullen Bunn series? Yeah, it's a mini series. He's so I guess he's doing the Deadpool because there has to be at least two Deadpool series, but rather than two regular series, it's a series and a series of mini series. So he's been on the like series of mini series kick. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's fine. I don't know if he's doing the black Panther one that's coming out. I'm kind of looking forward to that though. So what, um, so I'm trying to think, I had a thought, and it left me completely. Cullen Bunn's doing Dark Arc, though, right? That's him. Yes. He has a new Marvel series I'm kind of excited about, but I don't think I'm going to buy it. As Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, I'm super excited. I'm totally buying that. I saw the the, the cover of it, and I was like, yeah, that's it. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. The, the cover was almost enough to get me to pre-order it, and I was like, ah. Like, I've got to stick to my guns on the, like, only by the X-Men books, except the Infinity crap, which I got roped into. <laughs> so, Are you going to buy the new Bendis miniseries through his cell phone imprint on DC? Probably not. <laughs> oh, I, you can tell me all about it. 
I will. Um, action Action Comics uh, 1001 was really good. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly glad it's good. I'm just not... A, I've never really cared about Superman. Um, I've always only really cared about his, the relationship between Clark and Superman and mm-hmm. how that goes. Mm-hmm. And just like the superheroic Superman... Mm-hmm. I, I've never cared about so. Well, that's great because that's all that Action Comics is right now is Clark v Superman. Really? It's fantastic, and it's Clark the reporter, Clark the husband versus the responsibility of being Superman. But it's See, it's much more Clark heavy. God, that makes me want to buy it. And he's also okay. So Bendis is this is my sales pitch. Bendis is also and has always been pretty obsessed with like the journalism industry. Yeah. And so he's got a great platform for that with with Perry White. And so Perry White or so the Daily um, uh, Planet is potentially being bought out in a corporate merger. And then no one knows who's doing it, which is how this stuff happens. And so it's Perry White reckoning with the merger. And but it's like not it's not like the West Wing or something like that where it's or the newsroom where it's all involved in the technical aspects. It's very like it's it's interesting to see Perry White just to be a boss because that's all he's being is a boss. And and yeah, it's really good. I really like it. Uh, That makes me want to buy it. Did you ever read Birthright? Birthright. That sounds very familiar, but I don't think so. It's so good. It's one of my favorite Superman stories. That and Superman for all seasons. I read for all seasons. Oh, right. It's uh, you know, it's my uh, the people that live here. <laughs> I'm in somebody else's house. Oh my God, he's in the house. He's calling from in the house. Uh, at least the dog didn't bark. <laughs> I don't think I ever read Birthright. Um, it's I've seen uh, this. God, but Kurt Busiek and Stuart Eminem. Am I right? Mark Wade and Daniel Francis Yu. Yeah. So you know, zero for zero, but it's good good try. I now should have known Mark Wade. Kurt yeah, no, Music had to write one that I liked. I mean he wrote so much. But yeah, no, I'm getting into Superman. I really like the Bendis run and so far, you know, all seven issues of it or whatever. Um and so I'm reading that. Justice League still proves to be a fantastic series. It's super weird. And I feel like I'm becoming a gigantic um, Scott Snyder fan. So much so that I figured out how to call him Scott Snyder and not Zack Snyder. Yeah. I, I tried his Batman stuff and I just couldn't get into it. That's fair. That's fair. That's uh, weird. That. Death of the family was that the batman mm-hmm. arc yeah mm-hmm. i read the whole thing and i just it's like i it's not for me man it's yeah. like not hashtag not my batman so oh god secret <laughs> identity is kurt Busiek and Stuart eminem okay which is also very good <laughs> birthright like, is good as well you like superman more than you thought you did i, I like three superman miniseries <laughs> Three times more than I thought you did. I think all of them are mostly about Clark Kent. Let's see. Did I tell you that I ordered the uh, Guillermo del Toro Funko Pop? No, that's cool, though. Yeah, I can't get the Taika Waititi. It's only on Ant- on eBay, and it's super expensive. So Really? It's like 50 bucks, which is expensive for me. I can't. That's, I a, can't... that's a lot for a pop figure. 
Yeah, I can't do that. Nope. So um, I always cringe if I spend like $10 on one. So nope. Because um, I'm going to take it out of the box. I'm going to throw that box firmly in the trash. And then I'm going to put my pop on my desk. That's what's going to happen. Why am I spending $50 on a box? Yeah. I mean, you're spending $50 like, on the plastic. But... No, I know. But part of that is like if it was out of the box, it would be like $20. You know? Yeah. Anyway. You're down to six issues, right? I'm down the X-Men to, hunt. I'm down to three issues. Wait, what? Did something happen? That what'd you do? I bought three issues. What issues did you buy? Issue two, issue six, and issue nine. Oh my god, so that leaves you with one and which others? Four and twelve. Oh my god. You're so close. Four and twelve I can get for about five hundred dollars. Do you have enough money to eat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, can you take me out to eat? <laughs> I'll buy pizza for our, for Saturday. Oh, cool. That's fun. Um, yeah, so we're going to watch Willow, it sounds like. That's exciting. Yeah. So <laughs> It's going to be really great when you're all like, this is terrible. Why are you making us watch it? No, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely, I want to I want to see it, so I'm good. I'm down. Katie might leave. I don't know. Did you find it in the box? <laughs> No, I'm not going through your boxes. It's all it's just too much. So we're just going to rent it. It's all oh, my good. God. <laughs> no, if you want to come search through all of your boxes, that's there's, fine. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. So part of me is like, take these boxes with you. When do you go back to Columbus again? Because <laughs> I'm never – I realize I've given up. I'm never going to open them. Um, but no, so we'll rent it. It'll be fine. It can't be more than like three bucks. No, oh yeah, definitely not. It's super cheap. So, uh, and I'm I'm a big fan of the renting model. I just hate that we have we can't go to a store to rent. So, yeah, mom and pop's dead. The last blockbuster. They're gonna do a documentary. Did you hear that? Yeah, I saw James Arnold Taylor tweeting about it. I'm sure it's not gonna be fantastic or anything, but it's, I hope it's fun. Yeah, it's a fun doc. Yeah. I I'll watch it. So I I miss hanging out at like blockbuster and movie gallery and. All me of too. that. Um, They're very formative years for me, just hanging out in Blockbuster. There's so many movies I never would have watched. No, I agree. I mean, how would I have known about them? Yeah. Because sometimes it became a thing of, it was that whole thing for me. I would just pick, a. this is what I would do. I'd pick a shelf, and I'd be like, okay, right, I'm going to start at the top and work my way down. Yeah. And that's just what I'd do. I'd just watch what was on it, no matter what it was. Now, I'd always look at the back of the box and be like, well, I like this person. Like, it, it's crazy as it sounds. Uh, what got me to watch Donnie Darko was Drew Barrymore. No, that's not crazy. That makes sense because that was part of, you know, why she's in it is to get people to watch it. Yeah. And, and like, I, I saw her. She had, like, a producer credit, too. And I was like, oh, well, I'll check this out. I love Drew Barrymore. And I watched it and I was like, well. Fuck Drew Barrymore. This movie just broke my head. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh, man. Um, what else has been going on? We're going to go see 2001 and IMAX in a few weeks. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I wish I, we could see it like the 70 millimeter, but it's either way. This is going to be incredible. It'll probably, unless we move to New York, Chicago, or uh, L.A., It'll probably be the best looking version of this movie we'll ever see. I mean, uh, so it's funny. It's going to be playing in Indianapolis, 
um, and my brother-in-law lives there, and I've never visited up there. <laughs> I'm like, is this the reason to go visit finally? And then I realized, no, I'll just watch it on the IMAX here. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be playing in the film, the film IMAX up there. I was like, it's great to see you, but I'm going to watch 2001. It's going to take me 20 minutes to drive there, three hours to watch the movie, 20 minutes back. So half my trip will be spent on this. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't come because you won't like it, and I don't want to hear about it. Uh, I, I'm interested to see if my opinion changes watching it on the big screen. So, yeah, I mean, I I came into finally enjoying it the last time I watched it. And I've actually, because it's coming out on, like, a, a new Blu-ray release that's all, like, it's whatever we're going to see on the big screen, basically. And in October, I think. So I was thinking, maybe this is it. I'll get it on Blu-ray and I'll watch it again. And, like, that'll be, like, my cool big version of seeing this movie. And now I'm like, nope, don't need to own it because I can see it in the theater. Yeah, I... I... I've, well, I'm not the biggest Kubrick fan anyway, but I, it's definitely not one that I like. I don't mind watching it, but I, I don't need to own it. It's just not. I don't know. I don't really I, get anything out of the story or whatever the hell that is. And you don't casually turn it back on either. I guess in a movie you casually watch. Like Guardians or or a yeah. Marvel movie, like you just put on. But like I just don't like I don't ever go. Hmm, I'm in the mood for 2001. Even Lawrence of Arabia, which is like a big ass long movie, I like I constantly I'm like God, I, I want to sit down and watch that. 2001, I never feel that about. Not the yeah. same way. But I'm I, so excited to see too. it on the big screen and the sound. Oh, it's gonna be so good. <sighs> Take that Interstellar. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, that movie. Oh. Um, but we should we should do this is a thought I had a random thought. But back in the day on Film Dispenser, we had a running series. This is just for the audience. You know about all this. Um, uh, our audience of Marie, who probably also knows about this, but we had a running a series of Kubrick discussions. We should do that here with Kubrick. We should finally finish it and like talk about the last few movies we hadn't watched. Yeah, we could do that. I think we, we never have structure. Yeah, uh, I think the last one or the one we were working on was uh, Clockwork Orange, or did we finish that? I think we were working on it. I don't think we ever posted it. Yeah, that movie, man. You want to talk about it next week? We don't have to watch it again. We just—I was about like, to say I don't think I could watch that movie again. No, no, I'm good. But like leading up to us seeing 2001, we could talk about some uh, Kubrick. Yeah, I, I might have to like watch bits and pieces of it mostly i just remember the horrible nature of everything yeah and i do think rewatching it would definitely get me way more depressed about the current state of our world at least um you know so like hey this is what we're headed for so what if we i mean we don't have to even talk about that one we've just talked about it um <laughs> yeah i started talked about it <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I agree with all of that about like the state of the world and the intense, depressing nature of everything on screen and what it really is. And it's funny. They, they have the whole thing where they're trying to brainwash him with his eyes open. I'm like, that's us. That's you on Netflix over the weekend. And like it's just yeah, – yeah, it's too much. But technically, as with all of these, 
that's fantastic, and I can't get the record store scene out of my head since we watched it. He's walked through the record store, and it's this circular room, and the camera's going through, and there's all these colors and details and lights. That's the kind of stuff from that movie that I really understand why people watch it over and over again. But the dark stuff, I'm like, that's the kind of it's it's like a Catcher in the Rye. It's just like I nuts. used to have people tell me that it was their favorite movie. It's how like Catcher in the Rye. How can it's, this be your favorite? I don't know. I know people like that. I know I do. I know those folks, and I think it's one of those things. It's dark, and it did it, it, it when you're young and impressionable. Super dark stuff that has a point and that is artfully done will tr- like create some sort of little carved out room in your brain and it will stay there forever as something monumentally important to you. And I think that some kids went and saw or saw Pulp Fiction at a young age and that became that thing for a long t- time or maybe clerks. And I think the, another version of it on the horror side may have been like Halloween or potentially and I would put this in sort of the horror category of Clockwork Orange, and people just carve it out and love it. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess so. I I hope that if I'd have watched it when I was a teenager, I still would not have been one of those people like, that movie's amazing. It's so deep. It's not really that, I mean, I guess it kind of is, but it's not that deep. Um, what haven't we talked about? So we're very close. I was just looking at it to see. He's got four short, five short films um, that two of them are an hour, one's a half hour, and two are like in the teens. But there's two more features we have not watched. Spartacus uh, and Lolita. Those are the two. Mm. You seem pumped. Well, well, Spartacus I've actually seen before. And, I mean, I like Spartacus fine. Um I've never seen Lolita. Me so. either. The, the tagline on Letterboxd is, how do they ever make a movie of dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I mean, um, I'd be down. It might make for a weird discussion. I mean, we get weird. So, that I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm down to watch Lolita. All right, let's do it. Before next week? Uh. Yeah, challenge just, uh, challenge accepted. Yeah, I mean, I think I can watch one movie in a week. <laughs> you might not finish Orange Is the New Black season nineteen, but I think it's five or no six. I think it's six. I think yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely. I, I'm I'm sure like next Sunday or something, I'd sit down and watch it. So. All right, then. Let's do it. I've, I've actually got it on DVD. I got it at Blockbuster for like $2 and never watched it. Man, I'll have to find a copy, but I'm sure I can find one. I'm definitely going to watch the DVD just because I feel like I bought it so long ago. I'm finally going to do it. Yeah. I'll, you have all my Give DVDs. Give it a spin. So even if I had it, it would be at your house. <laughs> I think the only Kubrick movie... I think the only one, only Kubrick movie I own is Full Metal Jacket because you gave it to me. That's not a movie I, I I love. I don't understand the left of that movie. I really like the second half of that movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The first half is I understand why people like appreciate it or whatever, and Arlie Army is fantastic in it. But I, I don't know something about the second half of that movie. I connected with it, it's definitely two different films though 
Yeah, no, I agree. I completely agree. So, um, so yeah. Um, hey, so the guy I, I, um, I donated to is winning so far. That's awesome. It's very good. This would be a, um, whew, but it's only, oh, there's not that many people. It's only 36% of the state is reporting. So we got some time. I'm not going to get excited. Mm. I'll probably find out in the morning. I'm interested to know what this dude's platform was. So he's super young. Um, and his big thing was basically there's a crook in the White House. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every time I've listened to him a few times and uh, but he's he's very young and he talks about one thing that stood out to me his um, so he's a Democrat and his wife or his fiance is a Republican and they have when he talks about how they debate and talk about things it reminds me of the west wing and like the west wing is like it's like political porn and that it's like the most imaginary made up fantastical version of it because people actually debate policies and it's about the debate and doing the right thing and the way they talk about it i was like yeah i just love how you guys apparently talk about politics Mm. i don't know but either way it was he ran on the there's a crook in the white house and if i can he's win if he wins he wins a seat that has been Republican for the last three decades. That's awesome. And so it, what they're basically, if he wins this, um, it's a good sign that everything is going to shift in November. So anyway, did you see that? Like a lot of the social media sites removed, um, that Alex Jones. Yeah. I was about to say that dipshit. What do you think about that? Hell yeah, get him off. Yep, I'm I'm fully in support. Yeah, I I like I got really conflicted about it. On one hand, I'm like, well, it's their business. Like they can do it, police it how they want to police it. Mm-hmm. You know, Facebook does not infringe on your freedom of speech. <laughs> you know, it's nope. not a freedom of Facebook or freedom of Twitter or whatever. You know, you're not entitled to. A platform just because it exists I agree. um but at the same time i'm like well but like there's so much other crap on there no i agree i think that you know the biggest thing for me with him is the sandy hook stuff where he denies that happened yeah I and it's caused some of those families a lot of pain because of his crazy followers going after the families yeah and that's the stuff I was like, honest, and I, I do truthfully wonder that if I if I would have felt the same way not having a child, I don't know, um, but but that really like in my soul, I'm like that's that's awful. Like whatever you want to do to that guy, that is legal. I'm not suggesting break the law, but it is legal to not have him on your platforms because you don't approve of his behavior. And you know what? I support you because that's what you guys are. You're allowed to. You're allowed to. So do it. Yeah. He's allowed to say all the crazy stuff he says for sure. He's allowed to, um, but they're allowed not to have him say it on their platforms. And I'm, I'm think it took a lot of um, guts to do it, but they should have done it years ago. Yeah, it would be a lot less widespread. Like, um, unfortunately, my dad falls into the category of watching a lot of not necessarily him, but those people who quote unquote have new shows mm-hmm. that talk about everything and. Every time I go home, he's just sitting. I called him the other day. I said, what are you doing? He said, watching videos on Facebook. I said, you know, like three feet behind you, there's a television 
with Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime, all of which I pay for, that you are free to use, and you can watch whatever you want. And why are you watching this stuff? Well, it's because I've got to stay informed. I was like, about what? About what? <laughs> There's, you know, like, not for nothing, but you're a white dude in America. Like, what do you need to stay informed about? They're not coming for you, man. Like, the only thing they're going to do is you're, you're relatively, not poor, but lower middle class, lower, lower middle class. So the only thing they are going to do is try to take more of your money. So, like, that's it. So nobody's coming for you. You don't have to stay informed. Um, but, yeah, he's obsessed with stuff like that, and it drives me nuts. Um, I, I almost got into it with him about the James Gunn thing. So, because he bought into the whole, like, yeah, there's just pedophiles all over Hollywood. Like, I mean, there might be pedophiles all in Hollywood, but they're probably not on the big screen, you know? Like, mm -hmm. you can't lump everybody into, like, well, Kevin Spacey's probably one. Well, you know, Kevin Spacey's, like, not the rule. <laughs> He's the exception. So, you know... Not everything in Hollywood is some weird sex cult. So, you know, just get over it. But, yeah, I don't know. I was a little... At first, I was like, that that's... Like, you can't just, you know, take that away from one person and not from other people. And I was like, wait, no, it's their business. They can do whatever the hell they want. And, which is where I ultimately fell on the James Gunn thing. Like, what's Disney's business? They can do whatever they want. So. That is true. Now, I still hope that they'll fix that. I don't think they will, but I still hope that they will. I, I, at, at this point, I don't know that... I don't know that saying, oh, yep, our bad, like we've offered him the job. I don't know that that really fixes it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, how could he go back to work, you know, without feeling so betrayed? Um. You know, especially by a company who, uh, you know, has a, this whole thing is propped up by a guy who went to prison, was abusing drugs, broke into people's houses, was just not, generally not really a good dude, and redeemed himself. Like, the, the whole thing is Robert Downey Jr., the reason he plays Tony Stark is because he fucking was Tony Stark. Mm -hmm. And, like, I just, it's so upsetting to be like, oh, well, yeah, we don't really believe in that. So, not for this one guy. It's okay for this guy over here, but not for this guy. So, but it is their business and they can do whatever they want, but they're going to have to face the consequences when the franchise sinks. So, so for me, I think like I haven't made this, my decision on this yet, but like I feel proud of myself that I know I could do it. I really made a hard decision, not a hard. Uh, when I say hard, I mean like I, I took a stance in my own self that I would not see the next Jurassic Park movie because I so hated the last one that I felt like going to see it is just perpetuating the system, right? Like I'm saying it doesn't matter if it's bad, I'll continue to go see a Jurassic Park movie, right? And so I didn't go see it. I haven't seen it. I don't have any plans to see it unless someone gives me a DVD where I would not have contributed any money. They let me borrow theirs. I'll probably never watch it. Okay. 
that's my way of not contributing because that's how you help in commerce is not paying. You just don't buy the thing and then you've made your vote. That's your vote, right? And so I've, I've curious to see how this continues to play out and how they respond to people like Dave Batista really putting this – I don't know. I don't know exactly what he's – I don't know if it's – it's impressive what he's doing because he's really sticking by what he believes. But how they handle these things will mean a lot to me and whether I go see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And I think I really mean that. And I don't know what I need them to do. I just want them to handle it with dignity. Because it's an ugly situation. If they can just go, this is an ugly situation, but we are where we are and we're going to do what we're going to do, I'll respect it. Yeah. But there's a different way to handle it. And if they handle it some different, uglier way, I don't know, man. I may just back away and be like, I'm good. I got my two. I'm done. Yeah, I, my my appreciation of that franchise is so low that, like, A, I'm not super stoked for a volume three beyond what it could mean for future, uh, like, cosmic films. Mm-hmm. Um, and... B, I, I absolutely have no interest in a non-James Gunn version of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So, And I don't even really, I don't love the first one, and I only really kind of like the second one. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah, I, I could, it's one of those that I would, if it comes out and it's not like, oh, well, you have to go see it because this next movie's coming out in three months and it ties to it, then I, I probably just feel like, well, I'll see it when it's streaming somewhere right before the next movie comes out. Cause I don't care. Yeah. Mm. Well, anyway, um, so all of that to say next week, we're talking about Lolita, <laughs> which will be fun and awkward. So no, nah, we um, can be adults. Um, yeah, I, I really, really wish you had gotten around to watching um, uh, Beautiful Girls because I feel like that's definitely a good double feature with Lolita. Well, that's just that's makes me nervous about Beautiful Girls, and I'm glad that I did not watch it with Katie. I, I told you, <laughs> like, there's some stuff in there she might be like, "No, we're not watching this." So it doesn't resolve itself in the way that Lolita probably does. But it very much is like, no, this is not happening. But uh, it definitely veers toward that. So, yeah. Intriguing. Well, it's a um, great movie. Well, I'm going to go watch the season one finale of Kim's Convenience because it's fantastic. Yeah, and... I have to catch up on that. It's on my list. I don't know if I want to watch that first or The Crown. It may be what other people have told me one day at a time is for them. This may be my one day at a time. So, yeah, I forgot you haven't watched that. It's so good. The laugh track, man, can't do that. It's just, it drove me crazy. I tried. Yeah. It just drove me crazy. I know it, that that's the rough. kind of thing if you watch a few, you'll get used to it. But I just couldn't I couldn't do it. But this doesn't have that. And that, and it's it's just so fantastic. It actually had a moment where, like, it's a sitcom. And my eyes started, like, welling up two episodes from the finale at this one little moment. I was just like, Oh my God, this is so emotional. It's so good. So I'm looking forward to the next one to to the finale. Anyway, that's on my list. So I'm gonna do that tonight and then go to sleep because I have actually been fighting a cold off that Katie tried to give me and it's almost gone, but I can feel it. 
and I'm like, <laughs> I need sleep. Yeah, I've got uh, better, uh, better Call Saul that I really need to watch. I need to catch up on that. I've only ever watched the first season. Oh my god. Yep. The last, uh, it got, oh, it just got so good. The last season was oh, so heartbreaking, but so good. Um, don't watch the trailers; it'll spoil it. No, I know. I figure that much. So yeah, I haven't. Yeah, it, it's good. It, it's gonna wind up being better than Breaking Bad. Oh, that's uh, I mean, I could see it because you figured out how, how to make a great show with that whole series, and then you just take what you learned and make something better. Makes sense. It's like the second album, but if it worked, yeah. Hmm. Mm. Who's had the best second album of all time? Uh, Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. Fair Technically, enough. it was their first album, but the actual first album. They sold out of like the trunk of their car. So if you count that, it was them. So I don't know. Like, I don't get into like Zeppelin's second album. Like, I only know like Zeppelin songs. Like, I don't know what the hell's on the Beatles' second album. I just know Beatles songs. No, that's fair. So that's fair. if it was before 1980, I don't know. Um, honestly, like, straight up answer though, mine would be Counting Crows August and everything after. That's a very good album that holds up. Have an emotional breakdown, write a bunch of music. It's perfect. (laughs) On that note, hope you have a good night, sir. Uh, Yeah, I will. I'm going to go spend some more money. So I'm going to be broke forever. (laughs) We didn't talk about any of the stuff we were going to talk about tonight. That was your idea. You never brought it up. (laughs) I forgot all about it. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, so we were going to talk about all the stuff that we want to buy, and we had a great title that he just quoted, and uh, we didn't talk about any of that. We texted about it all day. That's that's our problem, Logan. We text between podcasts. So we should just not talk ever? Yeah, and except for when we're like, hey, do you want to talk tonight? And I'm like, yeah, okay, we'll podcast, and that's how we'll catch up. I don't know about that, man, because like, during the day, I see stuff, and I'm like, ooh, i got to text Spencer. No, no, I'm with you. I, I, it's a terrible <laughs> idea. I'm just, I'm, I I'm, did, I did specifically not tell you that I bought three books so that on the podcast I, I could be like, it's three now. I have three to go. I was like, what? I was very confused. I was like, I have missed something completely. Immediately after I told you about the the PayPal thing, mm-hmm. I was like, oh well, you know that's cool. I'll just wait until Friday. And maybe pick up those books that I wanted. And then I was like, wait, hold on. It's credit. I don't have to wait. (laughs) It's available now. So I actually went to, uh, I was like, let me check prices on mycomicshop.com. And I found three of the books that I was watching on eBay for literally uh, $20 to $30 less. So in the exact same condition and it's a trusted like i'm not getting them from somebody's basement like those guys have a huge operation in texas so i trust that when they tell me like yeah the cover's ripped off and held on by tape and that's all that's wrong with the book that that's probably all that's wrong with the book so yeah i got three of the six i was missing for 
less than four hundred dollars, three hundred and thirty something dollars plus shipping. And the time it takes me to go upstairs, I'm gonna get another text. I got two more. Um, no, I'm currently watching auction for issue twelve that ends in two days. That's at ninety three dollars, and um, issue number four that ends in two days that's at seventy seven dollars. So, if those go my way by Friday, yes, I will be down to one. <laughs> that's so crazy. So, there you go. Well, fair enough. And if I could borrow $900 from somebody, I might get the one. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Buy me dinner first, and then we'll talk. Uh, it would be a temporary one. You're going <laughs> to be broke forever. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, anyway, all right. Well, hopefully I'll see you Saturday. You will. All right. And, all right, uh, We'll watch Lolita and talk about it next week. So everybody go watch a creepy movie about a dude hitting on a young girl. So Perfect. Sold. <laughs> what was our ending? Have a better week or something like that. Have a better week. Is that it? Have yeah, a better no. tomorrow. That's what it was. Have a that's good. It's very supermanish. I like it. Have a better tomorrow, folks. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.